0: love talk radio but the self build thing that I build it myself, not buy it, not rent it and drop in and live there in someone else's accommodation is probably something that people may have thought about or they watch things like grand designs and they get all excited and they see someone else's design and the fact that they can live in something that they designed and built with their own hands. But how do I do it? And that's what we're talking about today because I really want to have that experience and I'm glad that I'm speaking to an expert. So where did you start?
1: And what's your your well, journey? It, well, my journey, I guess, started in uh, officially in 1983 when I, I purchased my first uh, piece of real estate. It was rental property. It was uh, two, two four-unit apartment buildings in uh, Washington, D.C. So that's that's when I got started with housing, so to speak. Um, and, uh, just to speed up until, I don't know, maybe, um, six years ago, something like that. Um, I, what I discovered is that, um, Let's start with this guy Jay Schaefer. It was an article on Yahoo News about tiny houses. Now, to get a picture on this and the impact on me, I'm six foot eight. Six foot eight. So I'm I'm, I'm not short. Sure. But he when he but he was talking about actually it was from two people two two events. That was part two. Part one was uh, when I was over in Europe. Uh, this, this goes back over a decade. I was over in Europe, and I was about forty five days into the trip. And then I um, I just happened to look at a person's, a friend of mine's, uh, where I was staying at, actually, her, uh, uh, I think, electric bill or gas bill or something like that, the heating bill, was like fifty under fifty dollars for the entire year. So <clears throat> they had a lot of, uh, they used what they call uh, renewable energy, which is off-grid technology. Mm-hmm. And off-grid technology, based, and, and the grid I'm talking about is the grid where if you get an electric bill, a water bill, a heating bill, those um, those two those are on the grid. So that was my introduction to it, and then a lot of people that I was running to. This is in Germany uh, that I was running into over in Germany. A lot of them built their own homes, so a lot of them didn't have any mortgage. So I'm looking at these people are essentially living to a high degree expense-free. So they don't have to get up and go to a 9 to 5 in the morning unless they want to. Or if they get sick, they don't have to worry about, you know, the rent being paid or the mortgage being paid because they don't have a mortgage. They don't have an electric bill. They got electric. They got internet, they got color TV, they got everything that the normal person wants, but those four big expenses that they didn't have. So that started over in Germany. So <clears throat> maybe a couple of years later, I read an article uh, from uh, on Yahoo News about this guy named Jay Schaefer. He was building tiny houses and living in them. And he was saying that you cut out 80... 70 to 80% of the waste of a house. And I got to think about it. Most people only live in maybe two rooms, sometimes three. Now the kitchen and the bathroom doesn't count. You use those temporarily, but most people, including the queen of England, who has an income of over $18 billion a year. She gives most of that away to, you know, charities. But in Buckingham Palace, she basically only lives in, and that's the queen, three or four rooms. The, the bedroom, that's eight hours a day. She's got an office, and then she's got a bunch of state rooms because she holds, she, she has a lot of state functions that she has to attend to. But that's the queen with an $18 billion a year income. So she only lives in maybe two or three, well, we'll give her four rooms. So, but Buckingham Palace has got, Jesus, got, probably over 500 rooms easily. So most people, uh, that, that's the first step is, why would you want to live in something smaller? You know, so are, how much of the house are you really living in? Just because you have a house that has rooms that are fully furnished, You might not be living in those rooms, even if you have a family. So essentially, to simplify this, a house is nothing but a collection of boxes. You can call that box. I mean, that box can have a bedroom. Uh, It can have another section that's got a bathroom, fully functional bathroom, but a shower bathroom, you know, all that. Uh, a cooking and a kitchen, a living area. So what we do is we teach people that have no building experience at all on how to build build that house. Now a lot of the houses that we teach people are smaller, but you get the fundamentals. So if you want to scale up and do something larger, you can. But we we teach you the basics, hands on on how to build. As you said, that first one, hands on, you're not going to get a water bill. You're not going to receive a heating. But now you might have to spend a little bit on that. Not much, but this—it's it's, the homes are heated on renewable energy, and that's things like wood, anything that from nature that burns, or like you have some homes that are heated up by corn, like corn on the cob. It, it doesn't pop mm-hmm. like corn on the cob, but corn-heated homes. And all this information is right wow. on the Internet. <laughs> so, uh, and we have an Airbnb platform now where we we call bread uh, breaking bread a bathroom, and the thing is you're debt-free.
0: Okay. Sounds good. So if I was being very practical, you know I'm a practical person, so if I was thinking mm-hmm. about building my own home how would I What what's the first thing I need to do
1: you look at the various designs you now how do, how do you want how, how do you want your home to look like so you can go online naturally that's what we do these days go online and look at houses uh, look at select houses that you would like to live in now th- there's some factors in this because Once again, we talked about if if you want to be off the grid, and my definition as far as this conversation goes, off the grid is you don't want to you don't want to borrow not a penny from the bank or any financial institution. Number one, you want to be debt free. Number two, you don't want to receive any bills. Uh, you don't want to see the electric bill, water bill. Or any any kind of heating bill you have you want to be you want to have an off-the-grid home so you go online and you start looking and it just put in off-grid homes and there's a whole bunch of homes that are going to come back and you start to look at it right well, maybe i would like to live in this and so you get an idea of your design and then you can get okay. the plans for that a lot of times they are free sometimes they're not free but there's a lot on the internet which is absolutely free um, and then you find out uh, how much it might cost. Now, here's a very important, a big part of this, because you live in London. London is a on-the-grid city. Over, good, geez, I don't know, over 10 million people live in London easily. Um, and the bigger the population the more regulated it is the more rules and regulations so although you might be able to build your own house there are probably rules in over in america we call it zoning uh, or planning where there are rules where you might not be able to build it all by yourself you might have to have you're going to have to get special permits uh they're going to be at they're going to be special inspections and it's going to cost you money because of those special permits due to the fact that like say london has a lot of density Uh, so the same thing would be in new york city los angeles california mumbai in india tokyo japan that's just the nature of the beast the larger the population Uh, the more bureaucratic and the more the government will be involved. And it'll be more difficult to build off-grid. So in that case, in the case, because since you're in the UK, then I would recommend uh, once you find something that that you want to live in and learn how to build, particularly if it's going to be your first one, you need to go outside of the metro area of London, outside of New York, Chicago, Mumbai, Tokyo, an hour or two hours away. is It's different in various places where there's a dramatically smaller population and it's easier to do what you want to do example okay. I, I don't know if you got to load it up uh, i sent you a picture i don't know if you got to load it up this morning but or this well i paid 900 for that house uh it's only 144 square feet but here's the thing um it's in a rural area uh here in the united states so um it's about maybe an hour away from Orlando, Florida, where Disney World is. So okay. there's no way I could have placed that house on any land in Orlando, Florida, Miami, Florida, New York City, because the populations are too big. That house is in a place uh called Umatella, Florida, where the population is small. Once again, it's in a rural area, and I bought it outright, so I don't have a mortgage payment on it. I don't have rent payments on it at all. Now, I've got to pay uh, ground rent, but that's like $250 a month. That's it. Wow. So now transferring that principal to the U.K., where you are, uh, or even if it's Paris, because I know we got a, a broad listening audience, somebody in Paris. Like I say, you would have to – if you can, you can do the exact same thing in the U.K., but the, the first step you've got to take is you've got to find a location where you can – where there's less – dramatically less government in your life where you can set up and do things like that. So that might be a, uh, a hour outside of London or two hours outside of London. I don't know the U.K. like over here, but I know that much. Yeah. And you, you can't do it. You, you won't be able to pull off what I did with that house. You're not going to find a $900 house um, uh, in, in, um, in New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Miami, even Orlando, that like I say, their house is one hour, about an hour away from Orlando, Florida, where Disney World is, you know, Epcot Center, Universal Studios, and all that. Uh, but an hour away, things open up. So, let's say if I worked in Orlando, okay. Now my philosophy, my it's my house philosophy is, I don't want to pay rent and utility bills and all that in Orlando. So you know what? I'll buy something an hour away from Orlando, and I'll just commute. I mean, one hour hour going in, one hour coming out. That's how I see life. So the same thing can be done in London, Paris, or other highly densely populated cities where if you might work in London, have friends in London, go to church in London, that's fine. You can still do all that. But if you want to get that monthly expense of rent or mortgage payments or electric bill, those those four basic bills I talked about, if you want to get off the grid with them, then you need to look for something about at least 45 minutes to an hour away uh, within a radius of London, and then like you said, then the opportunities will pop up where you can purchase the land okay. at an affordable rate and then build affordably, uh, yourself, with a few of your friends or family members.
0: Okay. Well, I've had a think about the whole self-building in terms of the UK, but I also know friends who are now relocating to Africa. Someone I met this weekend was talking about building in New Zealand and other countries. Do you know Mm. anything much about Built in other parts of the world outside of the U.S. and the U.K.?
1: I do. This whole thing's based on population, and I'm, I'm talking about price, um, and culture to a certain degree as well. Once again, the more, the bigger the population and the more dense the population, the, it's the supply and demand. You know, it, the more things are going to cost. Now if you go to um if you go to Africa, all right, the same principles that apply to London or New York City, supply and demand and the population apply to any parts of Africa. Now, if you go from London, because in London you've got pounds, you earn money in pounds. Um and you go to Nigeria, I think it's the, NARA's the, the currency there. All right. Mm-hmm. Same principle applies. <clears throat> now Lagos, which is densely populated, your money will go the pounds will stretch and they multiply in Lagos, you know, uh, in Legos. However, if you go outside of Lagos, I'm gonna put it this, I'm gonna put it this way. A person that works at a McDonald's in London or a fast food place in London uh, or washing dishes in London, you're dishwashing in London, but you're earning pounds, there's at least 100 countries on planet. There's 195 countries according to the United Nations. If you wash dishes in London and you're barely making it, you're struggling in London, there's at least 100 countries that you can go to that, and you can build a house. And if you got those pounds, you can go for it as, as quick as a plane ride from struggling to, I would say, in some cases, wealthy, or you can make all man, ends meet, clearly. So Africa, which is a continent, you can go to, like, 30 minutes to 45 minutes outside of Lagos, 30 to 40 uh, five minutes outside of Accra, uh, Uganda, Johannesburg. You can do the same thing. And, and it will be easier if you're working with pounds or U.S. dollars. Okay. And oh, you wow. can use it as that- a... You can use it as, uh, well, you know, Airbnb is everywhere now, but it's not only Airbnb. So you can build in London or anywhere in the UK or anywhere in Africa, which will be easier on your dollars. Like you can get rich that, that way. And then you just rent them out to vacations.
0: Wow. Now that sounds exciting. That sounds like something that I could possibly do. So I get this house. I get online, I'm just following your process, I, I get online, I see the designs, I may even watch some shows. I like Tiny House actually because I've put a link to it on my website um, www.ebonyempress.uk and i put a link there because I actually like the whole idea of this, this self-sufficient little house that does everything and has a bit of you in it as well. But the interesting thing is, yes, if I've got the house, that's good. If I'm paying less bills, that's good. But what about growing my own? Have you got into, like, growing your own food or anything like that? I know we'll be closer to nature. I put that in there as one of my tags. But what about growing your own? Because a lot of people have that aspiration, but, you know, they can just about do with a garden.
1: Um, There can there- – that can teach you everything you need to know or if you're not if you don't want to get your hands dirty and you've got a patch of dirt or you got that information is around so there are plenty of people that uh, if you've got the land or the space because you can be in in London and have a box garden uh, or a tabletop garden in London and grow food that way and then start trading stuff so, I would go online and start looking for people that are already in the u k and um you can find people that can teach you how to grow um or every type of thing you you can imagine eggs, even livestock if you're you know eating eating meat so all that all that's there right online,
0: okay. So that is a good idea. I think what you're recommended is that you learn to garden if you're going to go out and live in that way, because I think there's a bunch of skills there that I think you would need. One is to think about the whole idea of building and maybe work with someone who can help you to build if you don't have those skills to do it yourself. Then there would be the education around by living uh, maybe with solar panels, solar energy, I don't know, cooking in a certain way. Um, there's all of that to learn. And then there's also learning to grow your own food. Um, and so there's a lot to learn, isn't there? It's not just I pick myself up, I decide I'm going to build my own home and I go build it. And I go out and live maybe, I don't know, half an hour, an hour away or more from a city. And I think that I'm going to survive. I think you I'm thinking, listening to you. The in being practical, you've got to think. Well, how will I survive? And do I have the skills? And if I don't have it, can I get the resources to support me so that I can do what I need to do or what I believe would be a good thing for me to do with my life? I I hear everybody talking about living your best life. How do you live right. your best life if you're not if you're not doing it the way that you really, really would love to do it? But there's something about having a passion to do it in a way, and there's another thing about practically having the skills to make it work so that you can go and and build that life and live in the way that you feel is the best for you and your family. Right.
1: Uh, well, um, the first thing is find people that, that live, live because uh, there are various lifestyles. There's various ways to do this, and you don't have to do it. I mean, you don't have to try to do a cold turkey. But I mean, there are yeah. people that live in build houses. There are people that live in vans. Um, there's a whole lot of ways to transition into it. That, that's the, the way. Uh, that's the best way. Find people that are already living it and then find out how they transitioned into that and then find which way works for you.
0: Yeah, that sounds like a plan. That sounds great. I actually am planning to have a show with uh, Tonya TKO. Tonya TKO has been living off the grid for a number of years. And she's a really brave young lady because she lives alone. And I know she goes um, all over. I think it's California she lives in. Um, And she is surviving and she's worked out how to survive living that way. I often look at her videos on Facebook and think wow I wonder if I could do that she drives this big old truck and she's got the mobile home going and she's worked out how to survive in in nature because it's very close to nature and it's much cheaper than we live in a city but it it there's some bravery required as well isn't there in actually taking that step away from what is our norm to something quite different it,
1: you know it's it's on a case by case basis because you also have a lot of families that are doing this. Uh, I'll send you the video later today. It's it's uh, it's on YouTube. It's the Tiny House Family. Uh, they had a business. They lost the business. Uh, they lost their home, and they had two small kids at the time. So what the husband did was he went on YouTube, and he learned how to build a house. He 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 went on Craigslist and got a lot of materials on the cheap. He and, his house, he and his wife built a house, I think 124 square feet or something. It was small, but it was big enough for the, a family of four. Um, he built it for $11,000, he and his wife. And his wife was a school teacher, and then she was allowed to take her entire monthly paycheck of $3,000 and bank the entire paycheck. And we're talking about 2015, 16, somewhere around there. Mm -hmm. We're talking about recent. So imagine a wife working or or your partner working, and they can bring that whole paycheck and bank it. That's so you can – it doesn't have to be a solo act. You can get together. I mean, if you got a partner, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, or whatever, um, and you can do it together. And there are plenty of examples of that online as well.
0: Wow. Well, I'm excited to see the video later, and I really thank you for the conversation today. I really wanted to open up this whole debate about building my own home. I know people just sit back and watch videos, or they go on and watch Grand Designs and all these other shows. But I think to kind of make it your reality... If that's what you really aspire to, is a much bigger challenge. And I, we're coming to the end of the year and I am all about not just setting goals at the beginning of the year, but actually seeing them through to something that is a real, real practical thing that works. And you can say, actually, I've achieved that or I've started to work towards it and it is my goal. Maybe it hasn't finished up yet that by next year, 2020, it will be in place. So I thank you for the tips today because really that's got me thinking in a big way. And I hope that those people who are listening to the show will also be inspired to think about what next. Do I want to continue living the way that we're living? I think in the UK with Brexit in over these past few years from 2016, you know, it's been a, for me, it's been that thought What do I want to do next wherever you are in the world? Thank you for your time today. Hope you enjoyed our conversation. If you have any comments about the show, please go to my website or you can go uh, to the links for It's My House. I'm going to add some more after this show. But It's My House, where can people find you?
1: On Facebook, they can go to our Facebook page, which is Break Bread and Build. Break Bread and Build. And that's a community where if you want to learn how to do what we've been talking about today, just join that particular forum, Break Bread and Build on Facebook, on uh, Blog Talk, Radio. Um, matter of fact, uh, before you even get to broadcast, on Anchor, uh, we do a daily podcast sometimes too. They're, they're under five minutes typically. Just go on Anchor, uh, the Anchor platform for podcasts, and look for Break, Bread, and Build. On Instagram, uh, we're under Breaking Bread Energy, Twitter, Break, Bread, and Build, and on Blog Talk Radio,
0: it My House. And that's on every day. Oh, that's amazing. And I wanted to come back and do shows because I really wanted to create a platform where people could have their voices heard. And so if you've got a business or there is something that you're doing that you think will inspire my listeners, please link me on the www.ebonyempress.uk on a Twitter or Instagram, Ebony Empress, you will find me. Uh, Please link me. And let's have a conversation. Okay, enjoy the rest of your Sunday. We're out of here. Thank you, it's my health. Enjoy the rest of your day. Same with you. Thank you, guys. Thanks. Yeah, you take care.